This podcast is brought to you by Bodog.net. Don't miss a chance to play at Bodog.net. When the odds are stacked against you, post-game tastes that much sweeter. Bodog.net, your source of free casino games, poker strategies, and live sports odds. Ottawa, let's spend some time in the box on TSN 1200, recapping yesterday and giving you a head start on today. Hawkins got it at the right point. Into the high slot with it. Across Crosby, one-timer, scores! The captain completes the comeback, and Pittsburgh from down 4-0 wins it 5-4 in overtime. Right circle, Nick Paul. They'll poke it by the net, Janot. Put it in front for Colt. Score! Colton! He stayed with it! 3-1 Lightning with 11-14 left in the second. In the box. Nylander into the far corner. Center in front. Matthews scores! 34 snaps it home! And the Leafs power play goal has them out in front. 4-3. Duclair holds it in. Cousins far corner looking out in front. Duclair across. A shot and they score. And it's Barkov. 2-0 Panthers, what a setup in the offensive end. TSN 1200. Romanov got it to the net front, they score! It goes in off Hudson Fashion State, they're going to wave it off, saying that he kicked it in. After video review, the call has been overturned, it's a good goal. Wow! Tanev, up the left wing, he's got sprawled, his shot turned aside, it deflects in, they score! Ding dong! It's Daniel Sprawl! In the box. Kale McCarr high in the zone, steps aside, one check, now two. Near side circle, throws it in front. Arturi Lekkinen shoots and scores. Up all night to get lucky. We're up all night to get lucky. We're up, up all, all night, night to, to get, get lucky. lucky. We're up, up all, all night, night to get, get lucky. lucky. We're up all night to get lucky. We're up, up all, all night to get lucky. lucky. Now with Graham Creech, here's Steve Lloyd. Oh, Kenny's in a good mood. Hey. That's a good way to start the show. 10-10, welcome to it. In the box on TSN 1200. Beautiful day. A little more mild today than it was yesterday. Uh, we're getting there. The World Baseball Classic begins today. Everybody dialed in? Everybody? Come on. Maybe not? Okay. Well, the World Baseball Classic or World Cup, what do they call it exactly? I think it's the World Baseball Classic. Begins today as spring training continues for uh, MLB teams. There's your uh, your sunny summer you know, hug off the top of the show here as we're inching our way through the month of March. Good morning. Steve Lloyd, Graham Creech, Kenny Walls with you. Uh, We're going to talk a little golf with our pal Brad Fritch coming up at 11 this morning, teeing up the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass and also um, all kinds of player reaction. We'll get Fritchie's thoughts on this about uh, more changes to the PGA schedule for next season and how that could impact the Canadian Open going forward so we'll get into that a little bit later on the sends will not be on the practice ice in seattle until two o'clock our time so uh kenny's very disappointed about that he always looks forward to lots of audio coming in from gord uh but it will happen at two o'clock this afternoon so you'll get all your sends news on the drive this afternoon and maybe a positive update hopefully on the status of uh, Camp Talbot. You know to reach us at 12-1200. Your standard text message rate supply. We also have more giving to get to. We've got 67's tickets. We've got Senators tickets. We've got two code words. It's Thomas Shabbat week. Each and every day this week, somebody wins a Sens, uh, uh, Adidas Pro Thomas Shabbat jersey. All right. Best way to reach us at 12-1200. And I say good morning. Uh, it, it, it's been a while, it seems, with Graham Creech. 
co-hosting here on In the Box. Preacher, what's going on? Oh, not too much. I am terrific today. I believe you're also terrific, and I think that it's because I heard through the grapevine we're happy for the same reason. Okay. What are we your, happy about? You just get your mitts on a pair of Bill Burr tickets? I, I might have. Yeah, me I, too. I, I, I might have sent uh, uh, Hammer a note this morning. I said, what are the chances this is the <laughs> one day JR ends on time? Because a pre-sale went on right at, uh, at, at 10, and it's been a long, long – I totally forgot how it works, right? So I, I get in. I'm in, the, I'm in the queue, right? So many people ahead of you. It's like booking your vaccine. <laughs> so Remember those? You're sitting there and watching The Walking Man. Hopefully he doesn't trip. Same deal, right? Get there. Oh, there's two I like. Click on those. And I didn't move the mouse fast enough to say next. They're gone. <laughs> Gone, gone, gone. And I finally pulled the trigger quickly enough, and uh, I'm happy. Happy. Got, got a, a fellow good buddy of mine who is a pretty much equally as much of a fan as I am as Bill Burr. And so we're, we're going to go to that. Uh, he's got two shows on the 2nd of April at the NAC. So we're going. So we'll see you there, Creature. Nice. Looking forward to it. Pretty happy. Okay. Oh, yeah. Out of the active comedians, he uh, is, is my in my top two anyways. There's two uh-huh. that I would... Uh, Spend that money on to go see, and he's one of them. So I can't who's wait. He, okay, who's the other one? Chappelle, because he's he, he's my number one. Chappelle, Chappelle, and yeah. and I like I, 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 it might change if you ask me today. Chappelle might be one. You ask me tomorrow, might be Bill Burr. But uh, but they're both like I have. The, I was telling Jr. because he asked me how much tickets were, so I told him, and uh, he was just commenting on on the price of them, and I said I I pay that for him and Chappelle, and yeah. I don't think anyone else. And like there are other really good ones. I just those are the two that I want to make sure I'm there for. Agree. Like, uh, I don't think. Yeah, this is the first time in my life that I have paid to go to a comedy show for basically high-level concert ticket or sports event prices. This this, this is my first foray, and he's yeah, pretty same, much actually. probably the only guy I do this for. I've I've never been to a comedy show in a big venue. I've been to comedy clubs over the years, seen some good stuff that way. But I've never been to a comedy show, whether it's at an arena, stadium, or something like the NAC. So there you go. Just a few happy lads here on In the Box today. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Kenny, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Lodi. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> He's not. What? I thought you were you, You're up all night to get lucky. No. I thought, I thought you were in a great move. Yeah. You get lucky, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's all, that's all we're gonna get uh, out of you. Hello. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm good. I'm just uh, trying to sort out some some things. Oh, here, okay. But everything... You're busy. Okay. No, no, right, not right. really. I'm, I was just you caught me at the inopportune moment. I was not expecting you uh, to come to me while I'm not co-hosting before ten twenty. So uh, <laughs> or eleven twenty. Yeah. So hello. Good to good to talk to you. I'm glad you both got tickets, and now you guys can focus because you are both awful at looking at your phone and trying to have a conversation or pay attention to something else. It's it's awful. true. We are both awful. I'm could, fine. No, you're I'm no, good. you're not. You, you are now because you're not looking at your phone. But you were both looking for tickets. I was trying to interact with both of you. Graham in the green room. I could see that he was busy, and it's my fault for interacting. Hey, with no, him. but and he I was, did say he was. Yes, I did he, say, hey, I'm listening to you, but I'm looking at my phone because I'm in a waiting room to get tickets. Yes, I'm like, but I am listening. Active listening and listening are two very. But different I still things. wasn't being rude. I no, was telling you, you ahead of time what I was doing. You weren't. But I could tell that Lloydie was in the same kind of situation where he's looking at his phone trying to concentrate on something else. How do I get through this process? And it's fine. I understand you're concentrating on something else, and I'm secondary at that point. It's just, it's, uh, 
I can tell when you are both on your phone or doing something else. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we listen. We, we made it. We're here. We're here. It's fine. This is we, it. We, okay. How about this is my venting session? You had yours last okay, week. Okay. All right. You go ahead. Lloydie. This yes. is my venting session about the two of you. It's okay. out there. It's not the 10 minutes that you had about, oh, I, it snowed, so I have to go out and shovel at an inopportune time. <laughs> oh, right. no, I live in Ottawa. Bring the heat. Yeah. It was 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's an inopportune time. Okay, I was in a hurry. So I had my time here. I vented. My minute-long vent about you two not paying attention when you're looking at your phones. It's over. It's done with. We can move on. Okay. All right. That's all good. You know what? It, the best part is... Because I heard you say, oh, Kenny's in a good mood today because of the intro. Kenny and I, I we were just a part of a, a mini event sesh, I guess, before. Well, that's what he was doing while I was waiting in the in the queue to get tickets. And I'll just say I'm glad our door was already closed to the green room. And it's closed for a different reason today because there's, there's some loud talkers around us on Wednesdays. Um, so Kenny had the door closed, and uh, I'm glad it was because, oh, boy, did it get loud in there. Okay, it was so good. I had a nice this, preview of that. This is this is turning into a venting show. Why is it not for me? On Wednesdays? It's all love today. <laughs> no, no, nothing further. I'm we're not going to complain in about now? anything. No, we're good okay. to go. It's all good. Yeah, why would we complain? You and I are good. Up top, creature. We made it. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, all right. Well, why don't I? Uh, <laughs> I'll pivot out of this, and we'll come back, and we'll get into some real sports news. Okay. And, Kenny, I am going to come to you with the unfortunate news coming from the 67s, and it affects the Senator's prospect. We'll, we'll touch on uh, that. Uh, we'll look, a, look back on a brutal scoreboard for the Senators last night in the, in, the, uh, in the NHL. We'll touch on that, look ahead to their practice later today and their injury situation. We've got Fritchie coming on, teeing up uh, the players, and some interesting comments from uh, Canadian Tour players Mackenzie Hughes and Adam Hadwin uh, on the future of the PGA Tour, the tweaks, and We'll get uh, Brad's thoughts on all of that as well. We've got six players that were tagged yesterday in the NFL, and uh, none more higher profile than Lamar Jackson. And uh, his type of franchise tag, he's basically he's free to negotiate with anybody. And the Ravens just have the right to match or take two first-round picks, so there could be some huge Lamar Jackson news uh, in the offing within a week or so. Oh, and yes, uh, Trey Wingo nailed it overnight from two nights ago when he put that tweet out saying that uh, the Jets have been talking to Rodgers, and we wondered, Ooh, is that tampering? Did they have permission? Well, yeah, the Packers did grant permission, and the full court press is on. Uh, all kinds of Jets executives in California meeting with Aaron Rodgers. So we got a lot to get to. We're back in a moment on In the Box on TSN 1200. This podcast is brought to you by Bodog.net. Don't miss a chance to play at Bodog.net. When the odds are stacked against you, post-game tastes that much sweeter. Bodog.net, your source of free casino games, poker strategies, and live sports odds. All right. 10-23. All right, the whining's over. No more whining, no more gloating. Well, maybe more gloating later, right, Creature? we got tickets. Anyways, uh, Kenny... For people that don't know and have not heard, and um, can you update everybody on the, uh, you know, the bad news for the here and now for the Ottawa 67s? They've lost a very important player, it appears, you know, for the duration of the season, and unfortunately, because of the age of the player, duration of the junior career, in a season where uh, this team could go places. So that's very disappointing. 
you're disappointed for the actual individual. And if you're a Sens fan, this is a, a top prospect, unfortunately, going through uh, an, another tough injury situation. So Kenneth Scott Walls, uh, fill everybody in on the unfortunate news uh, that came to light about Tyler Boucher. Yeah, as, as we all know, he got injured in the, what was it, the semifinal game at the World Juniors and has not played since that time. Was held out of the, the bronze medal game and had not played up until a couple weeks ago with the Ottawa 67s. Uh, cleared everything uh, and, and came back into the lineup, was a physical force, played very well, scored a goal, picked up an assist in Oshawa in one of the, the few games that he did play. Uh, after returning, and then on Friday night in Kingston, it was like the other shoulder injuries that Sens prospects have had, and when they came back and shortly thereafter got re-injured, it was a nothing type of play. I, I believe, and I, I may have miss, miss seen this, but it was a play where he took a shot coming down the right wall and then went for either a poke or another shot on goal, uh, tried to poke at the puck and extended his arm and then went to the bench and looked in, uh, well, very upset and did not return for the third period. That was towards the end of the second period, less than a minute to go. Uh, so it wasn't anything out of the ordinary for the end of that period, but then did not return for the start of the third. So uh, not a whole lot there that I could see. I uh, spoke to him briefly after the game. He said he felt okay, that it, it didn't hurt, but I guess uh, much worse than originally anticipated, and uh, he's going to miss the rest of the year, is Tyler Boucher, which is just awful news for the kid. And and yet you feel, Graham, you and I talked to him prior to the season at Ottawa 67's training camp, and he was looking forward to, he had a full summer of training, looked in great shape, came out guns a-blazing to start the year. He was outstanding. Uh, healthy, had a good training camp with the Ottawa Senators. Everything was looking bright. And then suspensions and now this injury have again set back a season. And he'll only have played 45 regular season games, 49 games total with the Ottawa 67s over a year and a half. It's really unfortunate news. Uh, The good news, I believe that he'll be ready for a camp next year and that everything hopefully will be healed up by that point and, and ready to go and make an impact starting his professional career. Yeah, I feel for him because you pointed out that interaction discussion that we had with him in training camp. And remember then how frustrated he was about talking about the injury history. And now, again, his season shut down because of injury. Like, I, I'm, obviously, that's that's tough because you're not playing. Uh, you're not going to get to be with the, the group throughout what, what's hopefully a, a really deep run. But again, like I'm sure this summer when he, when he goes to camp, there's going to be questions about injuries again. So that's uh, obviously the mental side of things. So you have to overcome. But you're right; he did. He he looked in tremendous shape, and uh, it's not like he had a bunch of injuries throughout the season. That's why he's only played the 21 games. There was the suspensions. There was going to the World Juniors, and then suffering the injury there. So unfortunate uh, for both the 67s and the Senators for sure. Yeah, and from the 67s point of view, that was going to be an impact player in the playoffs. It's a playoff player. That's exactly what That's the kind of guy you want in a seven-game series. That's the Ottawa 67's version of Brady Kachuk. That's that's what you want dragging you into the fight, wearing the opponent down. It would have been a massive advantage to have him in the lineup. Now they're going to have to adjust, and they're, they don't have a tremendous amount of forwards. They've, over the last little bit, usually gone 
with eight natural defensemen dressed in the lineup. Very rare. Uh, you see that around any level of hockey, but they go with eight and dress uh, one defenseman up front, and usually that's Thomas Sermon, but he's been out with an injury as of late as well. So with the with the bodies that they had in the lineup last weekend, and I would anticipate Logan Morrison uh, could return this week, they'd have 10 natural forwards in the lineup without Chris Barless, who was, who was out last weekend, without Logan Morrison, who was out last weekend, and without Tyler Boucher. They're awfully thin up front. Great defensive core and a great stable of forwards. There's just not enough of them at this point. So uh, not only is it a, a huge loss for Tyler Boucher to not be able to uh, participate the rest of the season, but also a, a massive loss for the Ottawa 67s. All right, so we'll wait for official news. Um, uh, the Senators, I'm sure, will be uh, giving that out in the next uh, few days, you would think here. But um, it uh, certainly sounds like it is the end of the season uh, for Tyler Boucher. So I guess if you're trying to silver lining this at all, um, it's early March. You get this done now, you think probably um, should be ready to go in time for next training camp. He's going to turn pro. He, I can't see him going back as an overager. He's going to turn pro. Uh, and all likely the next time we'll see, um, in all likelihood, we'll see Tyler Boucher will be uh, in a Sens rookie camp. Um, and then uh, you would think probably starting next season with the Belleville Senators of the American League. So too bad. Uh, tough news for uh, for the player and a couple of teams on that front. Last night in the NHL, Creatures, I said in our last segment, um, that was not a good scoreboard watching night for if you're a Sens fan. I guess the only thing that went Sens fans' way, um, at least Sabres Islanders ended in regulation. Beyond that, not a good night. Yeah, and that that was like that had the feel that it was going to be a three point game throughout that entire game. So yep. I guess that's the positive. But no, that's that's disappointing, especially considering uh, just uh, that bedwetting performance uh, against the, the Hawks on on Monday, and uh, the fact that you don't play till Thursdays. It just by the time that rolls around, how many teams are going to be how many points ahead of you? Uh, hugely disappointing, but you have to now respond and, and come back with four or eight uh, points on, on – or sorry, not four, uh, six or, or eight points on this trip. I, I think you have to get six now, don't you? I don't know. It's just um, – I well, we had that web poll question, was it Monday or late last week? I forget about what they what they need on this trip. I, I thought it was going to be low-end six, but it, it all depends on what the teams do around you. It, is, it just feels like a night-to-night thing now, right? Um, if, if, you, if you get five, if you get your 500-point total on the trip, I, it's not good, but uh, I don't think uh, it absolutely buries the team. It just means they they got to get even hotter still. But I think to put yourself in the best possible position, yeah, you, you, you'd think you'd need that at least that. So we'll see. Um, my thoughts on the Jackets-Penguins game. I, I, I was watching. I was flipping around watching the games last night. I was. It was uh, It was kind of fun to be able to do that again as we cover the Senators and other games matter at this time of year. So I, I kind of enjoyed my, uh, my hockey viewing experience last night. And I guess what Ottawa needed to happen in Chicago, they needed Staylock to get sick because that turned the game in Pittsburgh. It's 3 nothing after the first period, and then Merzlikens doesn't come out for the second. He's sick. 
and the Jackets score again to get it to 4 nothing, And then it becomes 4-1 midway through the second period with Hutchinson in goal. And you're thinking, okay, three-goal lead heading into the third period for the Jackets. And that, that goal right off the bat in the third period was just so bad. Just a horrible goal let in by Michael Hutchinson. And then right then, when it became 4-2, Graham, I don't, I'm like, it's over. <laughs> this is this is this is now going to be going the other way. The, the Jackets had the opportunity. They had their their foot on the throat. Okay, Larson even used his timeout. Tristan Jari was pulled at four nothing in the game. So four goaltenders were used throughout the game. One through illness, and the other one just through poor play. But um, and then of course, who else? But uh, Sidney Crosby. And listen, he's done this to a lot of teams, but. In particular for Sens fans, when you think back to it, there's a rich history with Sidney Crosby killing the Sens. Um, the only time really Ottawa ever got over was the first meeting when the Penguins made the playoffs for the very first time in the Crosby era, and they went to the Stanley Cup final that year. But uh, Crosby gets the OT winner. He's uh, second on the all-time OT goals list now behind uh, Alexander Ovechkin. And uh, there you be. 4 nothing, Graham. It was 4 nothing. You're thinking at the very least... You know, Pittsburgh's going to drop a point. They're probably, they should be dropping too. It's halfway through the game, Graham. Halfway, Graham. Yeah, I, uh, you know, when I knew it was over, uh, I, was, I wasn't I was watching in that moment because uh, I was putting up some blinds last night uh, after oh. dinner. And oh. I looked By at, yourself? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, no, no, okay, because that's good. That's a key thing about putting up your blinds. you got to do it by yourself. Don't get help with that. Wait, why? What am I missing? Well, I just, it, it, it you're not holding it right. No. Don't no, don't. <laughs> I don't think it's level. It's level. I checked. Oh no. Are you sure? I Are you sure? I don't want two holes in the wall. <laughs> I did a terrific job. Okay, good. But, All right. I uh, look down at my phone and I see a certain text from a certain somebody that says, "Oh, Blue Jackets helping the Sens." And then I look at my uh, score oh. app and I see four nothing. I'm like, "Great," because this person has texted that. Oh, can't stop the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets are on a roll. <laughs> Three times now, and each time, well, twice they've come, they've blown big leads and lost. Another time they blew a 4 nothing lead to Edmonton, but then Edmonton blew it, and uh, the Jackets did hang on for the win. So I knew, maybe I didn't know Pittsburgh would win. I knew that lead was going to disappear, though. I, I knew that was going to happen. And apparently you're a jinx. I, I don't know if I missed that, too, but if, if you sit down to watch a sporting event, you're a okay. jinx. Okay. What's going yeah, on there? Okay, this, this is uh, this particular person who used to be my co-host who now works for the Columbus Blue Jackets as a pro scout, um, calls me a jinx now. Um, whenever, and I'm, I'm, I'll go along with it. So I worked the, just trying to think which, the Winnipeg game when Winnipeg was in Ottawa. And the Jets played really well that night. Like that was an impress. Like, and I came away impressed, and I think I sent him a note. I think he was working the game up top. I was down in our Club Bell location. I said, like, because, you know, you're, when you watch a team live, you really get an appreciation how big and fast they were. And that it was just before, a week before the the bye week break, right? It was going into the final week before the All Star bye week break, and they were impressive. And I just made the comment. I said, "Yeah, I can. You know, this is going to be a dangerous team. They got Connor Hellebuck. They're big. They're skilled. Um, they've got cap room. I could see this team winning the Stanley Cup. I I, I can see it. I'm not saying they will, but I was impressed." So he took note of that, and it was shortly thereafter that their nosedive started. 
Mm. They've only got like seven wins in their last 20 games, right? And they only got, what, two wins in their last 11 or 12? Like it's, it has not been going well for the, uh, for the Winnipeg Jets here. As, uh, it, it's been headed in a uh, in a poor direction. Yeah, let's let's put it that way. Since I made that comment to our friend, so he reminds me of that. Okay, so yeah, because I, I saw that you call, you know, oh I'm gonna tune in now, and then a bunch of people were like, oh it's over now. Lady the Jinx is yes. watching. They'll come back, and they did. They did. Oh. They did. So there's that one. Um, and the Islanders end up uh, beating the Sabers in regulation. Uh, also, Florida won. Florida picks up two points, so it wasn't a great night on the uh, the out-of-town scoreboard. But if you're a Sens fan and you're frustrated by that, it matters, right? It's fun to have these kind of things matter. So here's where it stands, okay? They're going to be in Seattle taking on the Kraken tomorrow night. 19 games left on the Senators' schedule. They're tied with Buffalo and Washington. Five points back of the Penguins for eighth. Six points back of the Islanders, but now with uh, three games in hand, on the Isles. So the Isles have 74 points. They've played 66 games. Pittsburgh has played 63 games, 73 points. Those are the playoff teams. Florida has played 65 games. They've got 70 points. So three back of uh, Pittsburgh. Then you've got Ottawa and Buffalo, both with 63 games played, both with 68 points. Washington with 65 games played, also with 68 points. Detroit still sitting there, 63 games played, and 65 points, so the Wings are eight points back of that final playoff spot. So that's where it stands. Sends will be on the practice ice later today, 2 o'clock Eastern, in Seattle, and um, we'll see uh, if there's a further update. And I was listening to Dave Poulin's hit on uh, TSN Mornings, and he was he was there the other day for the game in uh, Chicago. And Dave was saying that he kind of got the sense from people he was speaking to that maybe it isn't that serious with Cam Talbot. So maybe he could play on this trip, and that would be huge news, huge news, if that was just a precautionary tweak for Cam Talbot. Um, because it's, it's fine to say that Sogard and Mandelazy have both been really good. It's still you'd much rather have the option of, of the veteran guy to be available than you're rolling the dice on two raw rookies uh, on this important road trip and uh, these stretch of games. So. I guess we'll see what uh, what practice brings, uh, brings a little bit later on today. Okay, um, let's take another break because I want to shift gears again. We're going to talk some golf with uh, Brad Fritz coming up just past the top of the hour as the fifth major, as we are uh, we usually call it, TPC Sawgrass, the Players' Championship. Six Canadians are in the field. Tee times are out, so we'll talk about that and get Fritz's thoughts on who's playing well, who's not, and his picks to win the tournament outright beyond the his Canadian picks. But also we're going to have the conversation as the, uh, the PGA Tour continues to evolve and react to Live Tour. And um, there are more tweaks. And there's a lot of players that are a little skeptical about what's going on. So we'll, uh, we'll get into that conversation as well. We're back in a moment. And we got giving. We'll get to some tickets a little bit earlier in the show. We've got 67's tickets. We've got Sens tickets. We've got code words for you as well as every day this week somebody wins a thomas shabbat sends adidas pro jersey as in the box continues on tsn 1200 this podcast is brought to you by bodog.net don't miss a chance to play at bodog.net 
When the odds are stacked against you, post-game tastes that much sweeter. Bodog.net, your source of free casino games, poker strategies, and live sports odds. Venus Flytrap now producing the show, not Kenny Walsh. Okay. And the box continues on TSN 1200. Um, you know what, Kenny? I'm drag- Just because of that, I'm going to drag you back in again here. Because this is something, I'll give you credit, you were touching on this a couple of weeks ago when you were doing a show together. Did you see the vote in Brantford yesterday? As uh, city council has uh, voted in favor uh, to move ahead and build a new OHL-sized arena. Oh, because, I didn't see that. Yes, it's uh, they voted in favor, council, Brantford, to, uh, to build a new sports and entertainment facility capable of seating 5,000 spectators for hockey games and to be the home arena for an OHL franchise. So this this comes weeks after where you were talking about this, that the Bulldogs in Hamilton had their first practice in Brantford. Now, this has been a bit of a, a power play for a while, as you've talked about the facility in Hamilton and the bad deal that they have with the team. And Brantford was, we thought, being used as a bit of a stalking horse and we're going to go play in the old facility Looks like this move could be permanent, Kenny. It oh, could yeah. be the Brantford Bulldogs and uh, bye-bye Hamilton. I'd be shocked if it wasn't, to be very honest with you, and I've, I've felt that way since the, the move was made. Um, it, it's it, the, the deal was signed for three years plus three individual seasons after that. The first Ontario Centre is expected to be completed within two. So they've essentially potentially signed a six-year deal to play in Brantford while a two-year renovation is taking place. I think there's a little more to the story here. Do the math. Yeah. Michael Landlauer <laughs> is, and I've, we've talked about him before. He's been in on the Sens and, and one of the names surrounding a potential bid for the Ottawa Senators. I've had a chance to get to know him and people who have worked for him. Just an unbelievable owner. Willing to do whatever it takes to get the most out of his franchise at the OHL level. And it remains to be seen what he would do at the NHL level, but I can't see it being any different at the OHL level. He provides every benefit that a player could ever want or a staff member could ever want. And he has been, and the Bulldogs have been treated like second class citizens within Hamilton. He was willing to put up a lot of his own money to build a new rink not downtown, not where the first Ontario Centre is, but elsewhere up on the escarpment, up on the up on the hill, closer to Ancaster, for those who know the Hamilton area. Well, that got nixed. That it, it was not acceptable to city council. And then, okay, well, we'll play within the first Ontario Centre while it's being renovated. No, you won't. You will not have that happen. Okay, so we'll go elsewhere. Sure. Well, eventually... You're going to go elsewhere, and if you find somebody, like Brantford is now, willing to go into and look at potentially building a 5,000-seat rink while they're occupying an older building that may not be up to it, and Ann Lauer's putting in money to that old old building, his own money, to renovate it, to bring it up to OHL standards. Well, you've got a good owner and a potentially great situation in Brantford. Why wouldn't you explore that? And and the fact that they already have 2,400 season tickets sold for the Bulldogs in Brantford, I think is a great sign. 
And when you have a franchise that has won two championships since moving to that city and moving out of Belleville, I think uh, it's a perfect situation for Brantford. And I'd be surprised if Hamilton gets an OHL team in the near future. and it, Or if the Bulldogs ever go back there. doesn't make sense for them to. Well, it certainly doesn't now because uh, it looks like full steam ahead to build a brand new facility in Brantford with the uh, the council vote coming down uh, last night. Um, I wanted to talk a little NFL creature in this segment. Where's Lamar Jackson going to play football next season, Graham? Can you tell me? Where's hmm. he going to play? I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to go say that it's not going to be in Baltimore though. And uh I don't know. The Raiders maybe. I I think for me, if I were a Jets fan, I'd I'd, I'd prefer that scenario. Um that's a pretty, pretty good group there that's missing the obvious piece. And uh, and I know it. It sounds like it's getting real hot between uh, the t- the conversation between uh, them and Aaron Rodgers. But um, I don't know. I, I think at this stage, uh, and given his age and where's games at, I, I I would you not go with uh, with Lamar there, even though you'd have to surrender two first round picks. Uh, but I to answer your question, I don't think it's going to be Baltimore uh, because of the fact that. Um, the the tag was thirty two million, um, so anyone can match. I believe he has till week ten to sign that, so he could even hold out. Well, not it's not even a holdout. He, he he's just not a, an unsigned uh, an unsigned player. So mm-hmm. there's a situation with a, a team that has uh, big time Super Bowl dreams, and uh, they lose a starting quarterback in the first part of the season. Enter Lamar Jackson. So I'm going to say not Baltimore, but I don't know. I, I really don't know. I find it bizarre that Atlanta would uh, just announce that they're not – that's not an option for them. Um, but uh, I don't think he's going to be playing. Despite he, what Harbaugh said, 200% chance he will be playing for the Ravens. Yeah, I, I, okay. I don't, I'm not feeling 200%. No, no. Um, okay, I'm just going to run down. So there, there, there's a good article on ESPN.com about this and – they kind of they work it from the other other end of it here. They go through the obvious, okay, where will he not land? So you go through the obvious teams, like the Bills, the Broncos, the Browns, the Cardinals, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Giants, the Rams, the Saints. They're all locked into their current starters. Um, and, the, and the list goes on. So I'm just going to skip to they've come down with a top 16, half the league. And from 16 up, and they mention the team and go through why it's plausible, why it makes sense. Uh, the Packers are sitting at 16. Um, the 49ers at 15. The Vikings at 14. The Lions at 13. 12 is the New England Patriots. 11, Washington. 10, Tennessee. 9, Houston. Eight, the Bears. Seven, the Dolphins. Six, the Bucks. Five, the Raiders. Four, the Colts. And your top three, the aforementioned New York Jets, the Carolina Panthers, and number one, Kenny, the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. And there was there was a report yesterday that the Falcons were out. That, that they weren't even reasons it. or something. So. I don't know. Like number that, that, one, that, that feels weird to me. As I mentioned, that that 
Doesn't that feel weird that they would go announce that they're out? Mm-hmm. It is interesting. Um, so Kenny, I said Kenny. People that don't know, Kenny is a Falcons fan. Makes sense to you, Kenny? No. That your team could be well-positioned to go get him? I, I'd love them to go get him. It makes too much sense not to. But the fact that they've already announced that they're out, why would you say anything? <laughs> why wouldn't you just let that sit there? Why would you say, if you don't want to be accused of tampering, just don't say anything. How can you be accused of tampering if you just sit on your hands and you don't do anything until it's legal to do something? It makes zero sense for me why they wouldn't go do that. I get that you would give up two first-round picks. Do it. Do it. Franchise quarterbacks come around so infrequently. Go out and do it. Pay for the established player. You know what you're getting. I know they need more help than just Lamar Jackson, but I would love to see them go pick up Lamar. I think it, it makes complete sense for the Falcons. What about from the Ravens' perspective... Could you see a world where they could justify to themselves, Graham, that go out, he negotiates the deal that he's been looking for, because they got the right to match, right? Are they? And they, but they say they're kind of hoping for that. Maybe they have their eyes specifically on the the quarterback market of somebody they know they could bring in that wouldn't be costing as much money. They would deem not to be as much of an injury risk. Like these are the, the the two things. That's the two biggest things, right? That's a stumbling block with the with the football team in Baltimore. It's injury risk, and also the guaranteed money. He wants Deshaun Watson money. He wants that kind of a contract. But if they feel that there's another quarterback that through trade or through free agency that could fit in well to their system, maybe they just want those two first round picks, and and they feel that they could eventually come out ahead. Do you, do you think that there's any any thought process from the Ravens' perspective? Like they're they're playing it this way on purpose. I, they I think, want him to go into the market, and then they'll be forced to a decision. And maybe they say, you know what, we're better off with the picks because we're getting X quarterback anyway. I think that has to be the motivation, right? With the non-exclusive tag. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Like, what other reason there could be to to do that? Um, if if you want him absolutely a part of of your picture next year, because eh? what it would cost, I think it was forty five million for the exclusive tag to 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 franchise him there have him back next year and and whatever so i i think that's inviting uh somebody to offer sheet him and and then take two first round picks and then go in another direction that that's exactly what i thought when i Mm. when i saw that news why else what about aaron Rodgers to the ravens i don't know i don't like talking about aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Just pick your pick your spot, and then we can talk about it. <laughs> you listen. You brought it up first. I I, I was going to go to I, the I, obvious I, I brought up the Jets. The... I brought up the Jets. Is what mm. I brought up. Eh. If I were the Jets, I'd be going Lamar Jackson. Okay. Well, I'll bring it up a little bit more. Then sorry, Graham. No, we'll it's take okay. a break. I, I understand. We'll, we'll we talk got, to Fritchie hey, next. I understand. We got to discuss it. That's fine. I'm just I, like, yeah. are you not? Don't you have Aaron Rodgers fatigue? Connors Vita doesn't yeah. even want him on his own football team. Remember, I had uh, I had Chick Lash before the uh, the break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a new Raj kind of Lash. Chick Lash now. I got I got Raj Lash now. I, I I am a little fatigued with it as well. I am, but it is interesting because 
we brought this up on the show yesterday when it was just Kenny and I. It was the Trey Wingo tweet from like midnight, right? Monday into Tuesday or whenever it was, middle of the night, that floated this, this Jets thing with no context. So everybody's asking the same question. Is this tampering? Well, it turns out, no, it's not. The Packers did grant permission. So they've already spoken to Aaron Rodgers, and now Jets officials are off to California to meet in person. Or they 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 met they, they went out yesterday, so they they met yesterday or they're gonna meet again today, whatever. Yesterday, today, in person meetings with Aaron Rodgers. So when you're going to that extreme, you, you kind of get the sense is this how could this not happen? At this point, man, get Aaron Rodgers now into that division. Is Tua going to stay healthy? Is Miami still going to do something else? What are the Patriots going to do? And you've got Josh Allen and the Bills. Gets a little spicy. As a Bills fan, <laughs> to see maybe possibly Aaron Rodgers coming into uh, into the division. Anyways, that's. It's all about the quarterbacks, right? We talk about other things, but it's all about quarterback movement and who's going to go where. That's what kind of drives NFL talk. And there's there's two big storylines right now. It's Lamar Jackson and the franchise tag. And he is free to talk to anybody with the Ravens with the right to match. And now Aaron Rodgers, the Packers have granted permission for another team to speak to their player. So is it just the Jets? Have they, have they granted that permission to somebody else? Is this a sole source situation? I guess we'll see in the coming days. All right, we'll take our uh, top hour break. There's hour number one. When we come back, we're going to talk to a, uh, a big Cowboys fan. A big Sens fan slash Canes fan, but also professional golfer. The fifth major begins tomorrow morning in Jacksonville. TPC Sawgrass. Cam Smith said he might buy a ticket to watch. That'll be funny. But Brad Fritz is going to break it all down for us next on In the Box on TSN 1200.